fella. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you, good fella? Welcome to episode 7 of Making Movies in My Mom's Basement. Song parodies are now a thing. With a new host, new guest. With a new guest, the sultry, sexy Manish. Sup. <laughs> the ASMR Manish. Manish, you have a cold right now or something? No, I got something. Got something. It's a thing. Stomach, throat... There's a uh, bubble surrounding you right now, keeping me from your germs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a bubble boy. You're a bubble boy. Gotta stay away from you. As they tell me. I'm glad we can edit all these things out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's actually really fun editing. Really? I'm starting to feel the joy of editing. Oh, okay. The craft of it. Just. Yeah, just. uh, I don't know. Cuts all the shit out. Which is pretty obvious, but then you do it and you're like, oh my god. Everything is so much better now. Everything's better. I, I can make it how I want it yeah. in my head. It's a vision. Yeah. Wanda and Vision. What? It's a TV show, a new Marvel show coming out. Wanda and Vision. Oh, it's a TV show? Yeah, it's on Disney+. Plus. I, I like saw like all the title cards from Comic-Con, but yeah, I didn't yeah. know. I assume they're all movies. No. Does Wanda, that mean? Um, Wanda and Vision is a TV show. Loki's a TV show. So is is Paul Bettany gonna be like in a TV show? Yeah, I guess. Wow, and Tom Hilson. Yeah. Wow, that's uh. Or I guess it's not like a streaming show. Yeah, but still, it's not a movie. Yeah, not a movie. It's a real step down. Oh yeah, you're still in that. Yeah. Movies are better. Silver screen is worse. It's called silver screen. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, like aren't TV shows like the silver screen? Maybe I'm making that up. I think it's. I think movies are the silver screen. Movies are so. What's TV? Bronze screen, copper screen. I don't know, it's like like two sticks, two sticks and a projector. I don't know. <laughs> what movie are we talking about today, Manish? Oh, we're talking about uh, G fellas. G fellas. G fellas, dope movie. Yeah. One of my favorite movies. It's a Bible movie. It's a Bible movie. What's a Bible movie? It's, uh. Bible movie is um, so there's a guy named Jesus. Okay, okay. Right, and this movie his name is Henry Hill. Jesus's name in this movie is Henry Hill. Yeah. Okay. Right? And that's uh. I feel like you watch a different movies. Yeah. <laughs> no, you say he saves everybody. That's what he does? Who does he save? Henry Hill. I don't know. In he... Scorsese's career. No, I don't know. no. I don't know. <laughs> um, Bible movie is. One that I go back to because I've learned a trillion, million, thousand things. Right. Your filmmaking is like, once you see, once I saw this movie with like, I don't know, fresh eyes, I was like, oh yeah, I've seen you do these things. Yeah. Like, or, or try to do these things at least. Uh, oh man, only try. <laughs> no. It's your Bible movie. Um, How yeah. many times do you think you've seen it? Uh, Fully, probably, I don't know, like 20. 20. Like, but random scenes just turning it on here and there like like in the hundreds yeah 100 plus 100 plus easily 100 plus thank god yeah and you said your favorite part or one of your favorite parts is the uh last day 
Yeah, last day, Billy Bats. Yeah. Getting his ass kicked. Yeah. Great beat drop, Atlantis Donovan. Great beat drop. I love beat drops. I yeah. love beat drops. And see, uh, see some beat drops in the video essay that you're about to drop. Oh, nice, nice. Look at this guy. Plugging everything. Yeah, shame, <laughs> shameless plug. That's okay. YouTube.com slash money rags, I think. For now. For now. Might change. Yeah. You can change a channel name? Yeah, yeah, you can change it. Interesting. Because it's like your personal like Google name. It's your Google name. It's like it's like all across all Google things, that's just what your name is. Because it, it's linked to your Gmail. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. So it's like it's like your overall Google screen name. That's what your channel name is. I see. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Look all right. forward to that in the coming week. Yeah, no, hope yeah. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into the... Hold on. Why do you not like this movie? Oh, uh, there's a lot of uh, Catholic people in it. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm a fan of Catholics. Okay. Uh, you like Protestants? Yeah, yeah. I prefer Protestants. I just think their their interpretation of the Bible makes a lot more sense to me. Uh, <laughs> You're a wasp. I'm a wasp. <laughs> and um, it's not a fan of push-ins. It's too many. Too many, too many. For my taste. Like, like the camera that stays still. That's so lame. <laughs> So lame. Moving cameras are give me n- nausea. Oh wow! Yeah, that's why he's a writer, folks. So I'm a writer. I, I stay in one room and I <laughs> look at a, a document. Yeah, I I have to scroll very slowly. And that that cursor blinking is yeah too much sometimes. It's infuriating. I I have to turn it off. And you did get a typewriter recently. I did get a typewriter. Uh, shout out to Sarah, uh, who's still not listening to the podcast. Thank, yep, thanks, Sarah. But who, one of the podcast listeners, who I will not mention who, but they, I, and I haven't told you this yet. Oh, Anisha, what? Okay. Um, but they went up to Sarah and they're like, hey, I've been listening to, to the podcast. It's pretty good. By the way, they've like referenced that you don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> and she was like, are you talking shit? And I was like, yeah, a little bit. Who was this? Uh, it's a person who will not go named. Uh, let's just say they work at Capital One, who are uh, currently suffering from a data breach. Oh yeah. Good luck, Capital One. <laughs> I, I think I know who you're talking about. Uh, you've met him. I've I've said it to him, so I've already said too much. Oh, met him. Yes. Not it's, who I was thinking. It's it's not. Uh, oh man, I have no it's idea. Not him. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's not. I noticed it, so yeah. Yeah. Okay, too too many tangents. This might get cut. Who knows? Uh, I don't know. We'll see how I feel that day. <laughs> oh God, efficiency that's what matters. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. So to our main points on Goodfellas, uh, once again, like the last podcast, we're gonna we're going to do this in sections. So the first section is writing. Yeah, nice and tight. Nice and tight. What's our first point? It's about how this movie is very episodic. But why? Why? Why is it episodic? What's why is it episodic? Um, why is it a problem? You said. No. Why? What is the problem? I'll well, say because there's no goal. Right. Yes. Exactly. There's no get the arc. Yes. This this movie is not. Uh, yeah. Henry Hill is his goal in the beginning is to get into the crew with the wise guys and he gets that like immediately. There's like if this was a different movie that would be the like overarching goal and then. Henry Hill's brother suffers and gets like paralyzed from the legs down. He says, I can't feel my legs. <laughs> Some shit like that, right? Yeah. That, that would be the movie. But this movie is telling a 30 year long story from the moment Henry Hill wants to be a gangster to the moment he is no longer a gangster. So how do you tell a 30 year story in two and a half hours and make it feel like one hour at most is uh, you make it very episodic. All right. So what is um, 
episodic it's just a bunch of little short stories yes over that like like two and a half hours yeah and just like they could end the fun thing is it can be literally about anything because yeah. there is no goal some of them are like like two three minutes some of them are like 10 plus like yeah it, it kind of varies uh depending on what the short story is that they're telling they kind of get out as soon as the point is made yeah uh they're still chronological i he they yeah. jump around in time they like start with the burying of billy bats and jump back to how he got there uh which is a writing hack that some people hate uh, like dan Harmon hates it when you start at the important thing and you go oh let me tell you how i got there yeah uh but i honestly never noticed it in this movie until i like hardcore like analyzed it and yeah i was like oh yeah it totally does that but you're just invested from the beginning because you're like oh it's just a teaser it's a, it's a cool teaser yeah exactly yeah. um but then from there on it's uh chronological uh just in short stories and that teaser is um it's way longer than the script Yes, uh, this is kind of jumping around our points now, but in in the script, um, the story actually starts from the uh, from the crew, uh, Henry Hill, Tommy, and uh, Devito's character. I forget his name. Devito, Danny Devito. De Niro. Devito. Devito. I wish it was Devito now. <laughs> Danny Devito. Is... That'd be dope. <laughs> that would be. That would be. There's yeah. two short guys. But De Niro's character, the the crew, the the script uh, starts on the three of them. Uh, talking to Billy Bats, and then they whack him, and then they bury him, or no, sorry, then they go to uh, Tommy's m- mom's place, then they bury him, and then it goes to the VO and the title card. All the shit that happens in the middle movie happens in the beginning. Exactly. It's like twenty minutes before we even get into any like uh, what's it called? Like VO. Any VO. Yeah. The style. We can go over that point right now. Yeah, and I, I think your theory was they probably change around the order. It was either in a another like screen uh screenplay draft or in like the editing room um where they realized oh we need to get to the vo much sooner because that's the tone of the movie it's like horrifying shit is happening but then we're gonna just talk to you about it and make you feel like you're part of this shit yeah um yeah it's a very good choice our next point is contrast okay this movie uh it could be called king of contrast the king of contrast sequel to the king of comedy there are contrasts up the wazoo. It's to me. It's like literally how Scorsese's whole career, yeah, is it's, literally just juxtaposing shit in contrast. It's everywhere. like it's even like noticeable in the um, short film that we watched. Um, uh, it's a nice girl like you doing a yeah, place like this, like, something like it, that. It, I watched it a couple times, and just by watching it, it bled into the script I then wrote, which was like based off that tone. And I was like, oh, the script is like full of contrast. And it's yeah. like, oh yeah, because that's what the short film was doing. That's what Scorsese's been doing forever. Yeah. So to me, the whole... Hey, I guess we can start with contrast between scenes. Yeah. So the whole point of this, like when you don't have a... Problem is when there's no narrative goal, get the arc, like how do you connect scenes? Mm-hmm. Right? So how he does it, at least our theory is, it's always just through uh, some sort of contrast between the two scenes. I think the best example is um, those two get married, Henry and Karen, they get married in the middle of the movie. Yep. And then, um, it's like super happy. And then cut to next scene, which is now they're like, um, Karen's mom is just yelling at her like, oh, he's never home. Yeah. It's like, where do you go? It's just bam right away. Just the exact opposite. It, it's maybe the happiest scene in the movie to maybe the saddest one. You think that's the saddest scene where she's getting yelled at by her mom? I don't know why I found it so sad. It was like. She has no control over what her husband is doing. He comes, he comes home, and 
like immediately she races to him because she wants to get ahead of her mom because she knows her mom's gonna like destroy him exactly and that's like i i feel like like henry is i i don't know what the relationship between karen and her mom was but i'm sure it was better before henry came yeah henry ruined it he like ruined it and i'm like that's sad well this was always uh even before her she's like oh um that to hide that he was jewish right she's like oh i'm only half jewish yeah, like, he is doing things to appease to her mom Yeah. before he, like, gets married. And then after, he's like, I'm going to fuck. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to come home drunk. You're going to yell at me. I'm going to leave. Yeah. Like, he does not care at that point. And then even after, he's like, when she's, like, really, like uh, yelling at him, yelling at her in that scene, she's like, he's not Jewish. You know what these people are like? What they, what, she's like, just destroying Catholics. Like, yeah. talking about, like, Caesar and shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's my. That's what I thought. She's like going all the way back there. These Catholics, I, they really fuck shit up, man. I yeah, I I thought she was talking about gangsters, but I guess she wouldn't know that they're gangsters. No, not yet. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, who knows? But yeah, yeah that contrast is like throughout the movie. It's there. It's like in every movie, like in Wolf of Wall Street. Literally, the exact same thing happens. He gets married, gives her the boat. Next, then he literally says their narrations like it was heaven on earth. Cut to she throws water all over his face that's something yeah that line like it it was heaven on earth i find that like watching this movie i I noticed some lines like that where it was like you're just telling me what's happening i don't know if that's necessary but it's like maybe it's the whole like chris rock approach to comedy where it's like hit them over the head yeah with your point so that when you go to the next point the contrast is like stronger yeah it's like okay we see that it's heaven on earth but maybe the contrast is stronger because then you told it to me. And yes. then I'm like, oh, it is heaven on earth. Cut to sad shit. Not being heaven on earth. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think they do the contrast besides just the whole, like, lack of arc? Um, A, it's just, to me, A, it's a, you can get a lot of good jokes out of it, too. A lot of jokes, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. A lot of funny shit happens. So there's, a, like, another way is... um. So that was like an example just like between two scenes. Yeah. And I guess this is another also between two scenes, but it's like through narration, contrast through narration. Mm-hmm. Where like Karen says like, oh, my husband, she's, he's just like a blue collar guy. He just was just cutting a few corners to like yeah. get us extra things. Cut to like them robbing a truck. The Yeah. The like joke of, oh, here's how he cuts corners. Right. It's like, bam, that's how we went to the next. Because it's like, okay, they probably wanted to show us them actually stealing shit, like yeah. robbing and stuff. It's like, okay. This is the best way we can actually get it. Yeah. And it's, I, I it would, to me, sorry, sorry to cut you off. It yeah, would just no, feel, it might feel super random. If like, would, yeah. if you didn't have these like connective threads through the narration and just through like opposite shit between scenes. Yeah. It might just be like, okay, then this happened. Then this had, this is the, this is the cause and effect of this movie. Yeah. I, I, I found it happening more, uh, between the scenes when the scenes were part of the same, uh, like short story yeah same little episode yeah Yeah. sometimes the episodes would connect with these but usually it it was uh, a harder cut between the previous episode and the next just to feel different i I think it's just like okay we're in a new story yeah like the example was um i don't remember it's like he's saying something 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 then it stops and now he just tells now he's like okay saturday night was for the wives friday for the girlfriend just new topic entirely yeah the other reason I think besides just like the comedy and the lack of arc is um, it just keeps the pace up. Like you're oh, yeah. like, you're just engaged the entire time. There's a flow. Yeah. Good There's flow a, in that movie. I think the best, I remember you said one that felt really sad was um, after we see him, like he gets his new girl 
the girlfriend, he goes up into the apartment with her. And then we see it transitions from like that shot that's like night to day. Yeah. And then I remember you said the first time you saw it in your head, you thought, oh, I wonder what, how Karen feels about this. Yeah. Cut two, we see Karen like super happy, like it's, with the kids. Yeah. It just makes it even like sadder. You, yeah. You cut to him like from him cheating to a very like family, like going to a friend's house with your kids, yeah. to, like a barbecue, you see pictures of them together. Yeah. It's like very wholesome compared to what you just saw. Um, and yeah, the, the whole thing of like, you, you think about Karen when he's cheating, it, it's like a, it's like the thing uh, I'm very impressed with directors and storytellers in general, where they know where the audience is going. So they address that or they don't address it, but they know what they're doing. If they're not addressing it, it's you like, kind of, kind of have to, yeah, you, yeah. you, you have to predict the audience's like emotion throughout to know what's, what the best thing is to show at this moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next tool narration yeah so i think the or i guess like what can we do with narration right yeah in this movie so i think um one thing like this movie has like huge jumps in time and the narration yeah. like really really helps with that we we start in the 50s and we Something end up like that, in yeah. like 1980 yeah yeah like i think a good the use of the narration a it was an example we gave blue collar guy to robbing trucks yeah but another great one was when um uh, Henry like smacks like pistol whips a dude yeah who's like like throws Karen out of the car right yeah and then he gives her the gun she's like oh and man she's turned on by she's him. like oh man yeah turned me on yeah. cut to them getting married it's yeah nothing between her falling in love and them getting married is required yeah the narration like it gives you like the minimal amount you need to be like okay if she's turned on I think we can make the jump to like show they'll get married it's, yeah. it's good enough yeah bam you buy it you buy it exactly yeah and it's just, yeah, all, like, everywhere. Narration just helps you bridge Yeah. so many things. Same thing with, like, him getting into the gangster world. And I think you said, oh, and the same thing with him getting out of jail. He gets into jail. He tells Karen, I need to get out. There's no huge, tr like, road of trials to him getting out of jail. He just cut to hit. He's out of jail. Yeah. And I, I think the reason that still works without it feeling like a cheap payoff is because he's not worried about jail. He's worried about getting whacked yeah and he's still even when he's like walking out of jail that fear is still there so the story like it's not important to show him getting out of jail because that's not what he cares about he cares about being whacked so you can just cut him getting out of jail and the narration's like she put her house up on yeah that's for bail it. boom that's it on boom yeah right there so i think a point uh is so scorsese like so in this this has like voiceover narration yeah so like in his other movies like um the aviator yeah. There's no voiceover, but he still, like, has a narrator. In that movie, it's, um like, newsreel footage and, like, radio, people on the radio talking. And that's what, like, bridges, like, huge chunks of time. Right. So he's always some... He finds some narrator. Yeah. Somehow. And when he doesn't, like, in Shutter Island, the story feels much smaller. Yeah, it's a much... It's a it's a tighter story. It's like a day for that one, right? Yeah, maybe. I, I don't remember. It felt like it took place over a day, but... Yeah, it was very short. Yeah. I'm trying to... I wonder... So Departed does not have a narrator. No. It does not have any news footage. It's but that point. also doesn't... It's just at the beginning we see them as kids. Yeah. After that, it's more contained. It Yeah. Like, Wolf is a longer story. There's a narrator, narrator yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. So I guess it seems to be... The patterns, whenever there's large chunks of time, like 30 years, something yeah. like that. I think in Aviators, probably maybe even more. That's when just... 
narrator news footage will explain some shit it's like it's probably why his um short film what's a nice girl like you like it yeah. feels longer than it is because like not that it feels longer because of pacing if it, it feels like it told a bigger story in a very short amount of time than the time it had because the protagonist was just talking to us the whole yeah time. and just like bam i did this i did this boom 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 you, boom, you boom. can tell a bigger story there yeah, yeah. next point character flaws this yeah. is uh, probably uh, Scorsese staple. Yeah, and I, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm guessing for us, it's like our favorite thing about like characters is like flawed characters. Oh, yeah. like the more fucked up you are, the more we're going to watch you. More, you're interesting then, yeah. Yeah, just like... That's why Mr. Rogers is lame. That's, <laughs> that's why you couldn't pay attention to him as a kid. No, it's just too boring. He's too good. He's too, too good. good. Too good. He is, uh, it, it, it's, I mean, it's, like, admirable to, like, achieve that, like... It is, no, it's a good thing, yeah. That goodness, uh, but uh, in terms of story, it's, uh, he's a bore, I guess. I'm like, yo, when's Arthur back? I want to see Binky, like, smack <laughs> Arthur around. Was he your favorite character there? Oh, on Arthur? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Buster is my favorite character. Buster, yeah, yeah. that makes sense, yeah. So, character flaws, a Scorsese staple, uh, used throughout... Definitely this movie. Agent uh, Ball, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. It's always in these. It's just always there. And the character flaw is what leads to the character's demise. It's not like an external factor. It's some like intrinsic flaw that they have. Yeah. Like Nazis are not the things that like bring them down. It's not some, oh yeah, outside force. Yeah. I love that in this movie, he not only uses it for his main cast, he uses it for supporting characters that are in like one scene. For Sam Jackson, for example, his job is he's the truck driver who helps them like with some heist. Um, but he is killed by Tommy because, not because some external thing like, I don't know, like... It's not like he was like running away from the cops and they like... Right, and they shot him. Yeah, yeah. it's... it's um, he he was supposed to look after the truck, but he got high with his girlfriend and lost track of the truck. And that's how they got busted. So <laughs> this could go down a racist route right now. Let's, let's hear it. No, like that's the uh, problem with those people, the chronic, which people, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I have no idea. But the chronic, the chronic, the chronic? it's like, it's in their neighborhoods. It's just ruining the families, ruining their kids. Sound like Frank Ocean's mom. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That one. <laughs> yeah, that, that one track. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, like Sam Jackson dies because he he fucked up. He was lazy and got high yeah. instead of doing his job. Like for Henry Hill, like he could have easily quit. Yeah. Polly's like, yo, stop selling coke. He's like, okay, cut to him selling coke. Another yeah. contrast thing. Uh, but it's just some inherent like just need to just like be like a piece of shit gangster. It's it's like yeah, he's 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 greedy. I he's think he's just a freaking criminal, and he's greedy. Yeah. yeah, like he he wants more than he has. He's his his biggest gripe in the end is he's now just a common man. Yeah, to him that's like the worst thing yeah. he could be. Like in Wolf of Wall Street, it's like Jordan Belford. He has a chance to get out. Like he's like, oh, the IRA's on your ass. They'll they'll charge you this little fine. Go take your fifty million dollars and just like enjoy your life. He he couldn't live with fifty million. But whatever it was, right? Yeah. He just he's like. He's like, I built this, I can't. It was just his, like, greed. Yeah, he power. Could. Yeah, Power, he just couldn't let it go. Then Raging Bull, same thing. It's like his, like, insecurity, his, like, lack of trust, his jealousy, that obsession, that's what is, is his downfall. Yeah. He just doesn't trust his wife, doesn't trust his brother. Just, they always, Scorsese here, there's Rune. So it's some Catholic thing, right? I don't know. 
probably some Catholic thing. They always just ruin it for themselves. Just guilt. Yeah. Here for uh, for Tommy, it's he's a short man syndrome. Oh man, he even has me. a line. <laughs> he has a line in the uh, funny how scene where he's like, "Just this once, I wish I was taller." He's like talking about like slapping some guy. And I'm like, oh, this, this is him letting the cat out of the bag a little bit. But um, yeah, he has a short man syndrome. He's a loose cannon. And because of his like, like inability to control his anger, he kills some guy he shouldn't have killed. And then because of that, he gets killed. I think I've met some people in real life. Um, oh, I, I've met people like that too. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, oh, like, wow. I, I didn't realize they had it until I learned about it. And then it could just be me like projecting Project, yeah. on, onto them. But I'm like, you are more insecure than most people I've met. I, I think I, I now know why. And I think I know why you hate me. <laughs> oh man, that's great! I like how it just turned into yeah, it, a, like everything. A compliment a, to it, you it somehow. Has to be. Okay. Shout out to Danielle who uh, will cringe at that moment. Yeah. Okay. Next thing. Uh, next section is editing. First point: sound effects. I think you can talk about this one because I I didn't notice it because I yeah. was uh, less, or watching the movie on mute. Yeah, on unmute. Yeah. And it's not supposed to be noticed, right? The whole yeah. this, yeah. yeah. So this is a thing I learned from, uh, I think it was like some like director's commentary or some shit from Mean Streets. Okay. So um, the problem is when sometimes like you're trying to cut two shots together and it's just like the flow isn't there. So Scorsese and Mean Streets, you had the issue where it's like all like Harvey Keitel, Danny DeVito, Robert DeVito. Robert DeVito, yeah. Right? They're, they like walk into a bar and they... Um, and they're like, supposed to sit down at a table, and then we just they talk the table. So Scorsese, he never had a shot of them actually sitting down. It just went from walking in, being around a table, to then next shot he just had them all sitting at tables. Right. They didn't sit down. They were they were all, they were sitting already. Already sitting, right? And then actually he's like, oh crap. So what he learned was, and then this is in Goodfellas everywhere, where um, he put a sound effect of a chair being pulled out, in between those two. And he's and then with that sound effect, you don't notice the weird like jump cut of, right. the la- of them not sitting down. It it like I, I'm not sure if it's on purpose or not, but I feel like it just further contributes to the crazy pace that he has in his movies because he's just a bam, bam, bam. Yeah. yeah, like your brain is now like doing things faster than it does could, probably in like other show it. movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. and so in Goodfellas, it happens where Henry like after the first date with Karen, he's just like taking her home. Yeah, and there's like uh two like tracking shots we see him like bringing out of the restaurant and then um he always see him like just reach for the door of the car and then it cuts to them already like walking now um in front of her house same thing tracking shot just going towards her house right and it's like we never saw him actually i guess we there was a car but we never saw him like get out of the car we all we hear is a sound of like a car door right just opening and bam it's just continuous flow it doesn't feel weird at all and and how did you say Scorsese describes that? Oh, he describes it. He's like, oh, it's like your um, your mind will create like a third like pseudo phantom image in your head. Your brain just like fills in the gap that th- your brain saw that like them actually like getting in the car. Yeah. And getting out. It means mm-hmm. you saw your brain sees them sitting down. Right. Not your head, though. He said a different thing. What do you mean? Mind's eye. Oh, that was a different thing. Yeah. He's like, yeah, sometime when you put. If you put two images together, yeah, it's usually why I think he just does does the juxtaposition. Yeah, your brain will create a third image in your sorry in your mind's eye as yeah, yeah I, a third I image, that. and I can see it because it's like it just it just fills in the gaps of like how do we get here? Bam! And so you can just 
it's like okay all this happened it's your your brain actually does that in real life where um when you like look around right when you look yeah. around you you can't look that fast you your brain kind of fills it in yeah because i don't know it makes it makes sense to me like for the um henry cheats on his girlfriend cut to him wholesome family moment yeah it's probably that like it's because our brain filled in like this that sadness because of the way those two images were put together yeah. it's only after you see, imagine it cut to like him whacking someone. Him whacking someone, yeah. cooking sausage, whatever guineas do, right? Yeah. Then it would have <laughs> it would have been wouldn't have felt it. No. That's why he is like he is the man. He is the man. He's the man. Man with the mind's eye. It's like it's like it's man, like it's such a like he just doesn't rely on just like conventional like It's not just like how like just writing through purely through like words right and not just like if someone can, i'm sad and like i'm feeling bad it's like it is like truly like movies he makes like i don't think he'd make as good of like a play yeah you he, can't all the shit that he does so much you can't do it yeah, yeah. he he yeah he, his whole storytelling is based off editing yeah he like really makes use of that tool that is like unique to filmmaking yeah it's cool um next point scene structure you talk about that just a quick one yeah it's uh basically the real scenes are uh i mean you notice more that they're shot traditionally define what a real scene is here it's like real scenes are just the scenes where people are talking there's more drama there's more obstacle it's just like it's in real it's like but it's like more similar those are scenes that are actually in real time there's no narration happening right it's yeah it's like henry is like, like a normal movie scene talking to someone about something that's just a scene right uh not him getting to the place or whatever not just like running around talking or shit music blaring yeah so the real scenes don't have any of the wacky stuff that the other scenes have and the other scenes just have like crazy like camera cuts relying on like sounds camera movement and narration to keep up the pace and keep your attention because and and the real scenes like dramatic yeah exactly there's no like like there's no conflict a lot of those like when he's like, he's like talking and shit. It's mostly just like he's explaining shit. It's exposition. Yes. Like, oh, here's this. I did this. Da, da, yeah. da, 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 da. A lot of interesting expositions in this. It's movie. interesting tidbits for yeah. sure. But um, but the actual uh, dramas are in the in the other scenes. Yeah. They have this the structure of and but therefore. Have we yeah. ever talked about and but therefore? Don't think so. As no. a writer, we can talk about that. It's interesting. I think. So um, just a very good way to structure a scene. Um. Like you have your and is okay. This is what's happening in the scene. Then each scene needs like a but. Mm-hmm. This was happening, but then this happened. Mm-hmm. So then this is like the co- a new complication, some problem, right? It like, I like to actually think about it as like, I'm just seeing like a, a line, a line moving forward. Then the but happens and it just turns left. Mm-hmm. And now we're going but. And then because of this, now a therefore happens. And now we're steered in a totally different direction. Right. Right. We are going north, but something happened. Now we're going west. Yeah. Yeah, but something now exactly. Right. A lot of times this happens in between scenes. It's like that, you know, like that um, Matt Stone, Trey Parker thing they talked about. It's like, therefore, but between scenes. Right. I like having it also just within the scene. Right. It's a whole like Seinfeld thing where you, you go into a scene, character wants something, the opposite. but something else happens. Therefore, new thing has to happen. And it's usually the opposite thing Yeah. There happens that they want it to happen. Once again, contrast. Yeah, it's always contrast. So actually, this is an interesting point where um, this is a writing thing. So it's Scorsese. I've noticed that a lot of that, um, at least in this movie, that like the butt happens in between scenes. Yeah. 
and like something in like Seinfeld or like more like traditional scenes mm-hmm. like in traditional scenes of this movie that's when the butt happens in the scene within right. the scene right yeah it's a good point he he keeps the conflict in the the other scenes by having the butts between those scenes yeah I guess that's a good point that's another way uh, to make those scenes interesting I guess. yeah just yeah. bam opposite even though because those like during the scenes where narration those are they're very quick there's like, like small 20 like, seconds yeah. like bam 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 right yeah Cool, cool. Cool, cool. Um, so this is uh, just a good... Um, there's a lot of like um, uh, post-slapping and pre-lapping in this scene. Yeah. Sorry, in this whole movie. And post-slapping and pre-lapping is just like when you hear the sound of a scene uh, before you actually see the pictures of the scene. Yeah. Right? Or at the opposite where a scene... Let's say scene A and we have scene A and scene B. Yeah. We'll continue to hear the sounds of scene A as we're now seeing the pictures of scene B. Yeah. And this, like, I think the best example is after, like, the the big one take when he takes her into the cu- the club. Yeah. And then we're hearing that, like, one-liner Penny Youngman, yeah. the comedian. And, yeah. like, we're still hearing his jokes over when now, like, Henry and uh, Tommy, they're going to the airport to, like, steal the money. Yeah. And to me, it was purely, like, nothing that contributes to, like, the bullet speed pace of this movie. You're, you're like, kind of still in the last scene, yeah. like, mentally as you enter the new scene. And this and those jokes go on for a while. It's not yeah. just, like, lot, like every movie has pre-lap and post-lap, just, like, smooth over cuts. But this is, like, sort of, like, another, like, 20 seconds or whatever. Just hearing joke, 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 joke. There's something weirdly gangster about hearing <laughs> well, one-liner comedian as we watch two men, like, casually walk into, like, an airport to steal money. And just rob it, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's and, very cool. And to me, it's, like, a big reason dramatically was there's nothing there's no conflict when they rob the money no it's straight up they walk in exactly what's supposed to happen happens yeah right so it's like okay makes sense let's just keep it entertaining by hearing more jokes yeah it's like another thing where it's like we have so much story to tell yeah let's like squeeze it in together there's the thing in uh heard like a mind hunter interview where they same thing they had like this huge dialogue scene and they're like man it's too long that they had to start the dialogue we heard it as the characters are just walking to that room. We hadn't even right. like, and we're just like, they're like, it's the only way to keep the pace up. Otherwise it just feels way too long. feels too slow. Yeah. It's a great hack. Pre-lapping and post-lapping. I even recommend trying it. Another editing uh, piece that they had here was um, they use editing to sort of match the emotion of the characters. Subjectivity. Subject. Yeah. Subjectivity is a big thing in this movie, both in editing and the camera. We'll get to the camera later, but in the editing, when Karen is freaking out, at the apartment of Henry's mistress. Um, she's banging on the, I don't know what it is. It's like the number pad. Number pads. And the editing is like quick, jarring. We're cutting between her sentences. It's not like we don't let her finish a sentence. She's so you're cutting, she's cutting herself off in the Cutting herself off with her next like sentence. It's very quick and jarring to like match how like frantic and crazy she is right now. Like I'm like, I could see a version where someone would just shoot that as like one, like, medium shot yeah and just there we're just watching her do it there and the editing is very different in her shots compared to the mistress shots the horror yeah the the mistress has just like a very still camera it's like it's pushing in pushing in but it's not like cutting around it's not wacky yeah yeah so we're just like watching her like react to being called a w word (laughs) is that a hard word for you to say shout out to my parents Okay, so I oh okay, I'm the bad guy. Yeah, here. you're the bad guy now. It's okay, I'm a new person. Yes, you're mischievous rags. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right, that does it for editing. Next section. We uh, should say 
there's a lot more we could say about all these things. Yeah, for the sake a, of like yeah, time, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're not going to. Like you could make a two-hour and thirty-minute movie on this. Shit. Yeah, I will one day. I will make a Bible video essay on this a one day. Bible. Yeah, I mean, you could make one on like each of his movies. Probably. Literally, just everything I've learned. I could just like everything I learned from Scorsese. Bam. That would be a long video. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. The challenge is making it quick. Yeah. That'll be the fun of it. Well, what's what's the every film uh, painting version of that video? Oh yeah, like the super short. Yeah. yeah. I'd be okay if this was even like a longer form, like, like twenty minutes, like twenty minutes or something. Yeah, it's like some like nerd writer videos. I think get up there. Oh really? I think so. Interesting. Okay. There's a subreddit which I like. Uh, shout out to r slash mealtime videos, and all the videos are about ten to twenty minutes or maybe longer, but it's just like the length of a meal. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, that's a good idea. So you learn something and you eat. It's like oh, cool. All right, next, next section. Blocking and camera. So first point on blocking. Uh, this is um, this is uh, more just like interesting blocking that you see that kind of supports the scene. Um, for example, when Sam Jackson gets whacked, um, when a gangster whacks somebody, as Henry Hill says, you don't see it coming. It, yeah. it just happens and yeah. you're dead. Uh, so when Sam Jackson gets whacked, we have a tracking shot where we follow tommy and sam it's, jackson like it's like just, it's just a moving master no yeah no cutting going from his door to sam jackson's bedroom and then tommy like walks past like, sam jackson and he's, he's like, out of frame he's out of the frame and then a gun pops into the frame behind sam jackson's head and bang pop, dead so quick and it's, it's like, like yeah. totally unexpected there's no setup no we did not expect any of this we didn't even know that I don't remember, but I'm like... We don't know why they're there. I don't think they set up that they're going there to whack him. Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. That would defeat the whole purpose of it. Right? Yeah, and so it's the... Again, it's almost like the blocking is like subjecting out. It's like supporting what the... How, how they kill. Yeah, like how they yeah. kill, exactly. Another part I... Example I like of this is um, when Henry like pistol whips that dude mm. across Karen's house. That same thing. So I, um, he like puts a gun in his pants and then he just like... Like once again, just like a wide shot a moving master he's just we just watch him walk over yeah and then bam in that same shot bam just starts whacking the guy and it's like yeah. totally unexpected no like hey hi hello just immediately yeah because i could see that like even i wouldn't be surprised if there was like inserts of like him like pulling the gun out quickly or like inserts of like the guy's face getting smacked right yeah. just for the sake of like uh cut two uh takes together right there right like i can even see i i have seen that scene in other movies where the henry hill character would first like threaten him or talk shit or something yeah. that's like a character thing though right yeah. it's just he's like no nonsense yeah. like it's over right and one thing i really like is um it's a good example of how the violence is completely different in this movie compared to say a tarantino movie right tarantino it's like it's a super stylized violence right yeah not a bad thing it's just it's never like um you don't feel the gravitas of it, of like, this is like a terrible thing happening right now. It's just right. like, wow, that looks cool. But here, because it's just this like wide, and that when you smack him, the camera's just still. Mm -hmm. It feels really like uncomfortable. You, you it feels the, real. Just yeah, watching yeah. this man getting beat and we're not being taken away from it. No, you're just, you're watching the whole thing. You're watching the reaction of his like friends. Yeah. It's like, it's like you're literally a dude who's also just standing there. And you happen to have like see this moment. It, it's like holy shit. It feels shit. like you're standing on the sidewalk and just yeah. watching it. Yeah. So this actually, that's a very good point that you just brought the sidewalk because I've heard Scorsese mention this a lot, where 
Uh, in Taxi Driver, there's a scene where, um, spoilers for Taxi Driver, when De Niro, when uh, Robert DeVito, sorry. Yes, thank Robert you. DeVito kills Harvey Keitel. Yeah. Um, it was shot. Scorsese like, oh, I shot it like uh, someone was standing on the sidewalk across the street watching it happen. Right. Same thing. Just to make it feel more like real. It's more real, yeah. Because yeah. same thing. There's no cutting there. It's all just like, boom, just pulls out the gun and bam, just shoots him. You're like, where'd that come from? It's always surprising in the wide. Yeah. Always surprising. Always surprising in the wide. I don't know why that sounds dirty. <laughs> what is that? I don't want that. No, it just sounds dirty. What's a joke there? I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like a thing you like say like in a bar, like, eh, it's always surprising in the wide. <laughs> Everyone's like, ah. It sounds like something like you refer to like your wife, your ball and chain. Oh. Like in like a negative way. It's like, yeah, or it's, or it's like on a first date, you know, in the wide. Oh. Uh, yeah, we're, we're in the wide. It's always surprising in the wide. Swap those for other things. So many things. Subtext. Next point, uh, camera pushing. This is yeah. one of your favorite shots in the movie. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, not the favorite, but one of my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is um, when uh, Joe Pesci got whacked and just yeah. De Niro's in the phone booth. So it's like... <laughs> DeVito. Thank you. DeVito. I'm so sorry. So sorry. DeVito's in the phone booth. And um, it's just like it's still call it wide whatever still wide and then as soon as like uh devito realizes that tommy got whacked then he like he starts like smacking the telephone um up against like the phone booth and shit and then the camera just like races in like super fast just goes pushes in and i love that moment because a i don't think any other director does uses dollies like that but it's purely like it like enhances that moment so much it's like another like subjective camera another subject like you're literally yeah. in how de niro feels at that moment just yeah. that, that rush of like anger it's like camera is still when he is calm and then yeah. as soon as he loses it's it, like camera, wah 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 yeah because i'm like i think i told this to you the other day like scorsese's use of dolly is he just uses it like in way more instances than like most people right it's it's not it's not like a spielberg dolly yeah which is always okay something oh you see some nice thing and wonder ah then you'll like slowly push in on the character that's usually how he does it right for the most part scorsese it's like okay boom this guy feels angry i'm gonna push in super fast and with spielberg it's also not like or it's like oh this is a normal thing someone's saying a nice long speech you slowly push in right it's usually slow right so right with and then it's not going to, and it's usually not um, going to like stay still for 10 seconds and then push in. Right. It's always just going to usually start off pushing in. But this guy is just like, bam, still, boom, 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 then bam, I'm going to push in at a million miles per hour. You you have the uh, counter example in Bastards. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, in Bastards, uh, in Glorious Bastards, um, it's like when we see Hitler for the first time. And he's the same thing. He's very upset, right? But... It's just a still camera. Yeah. And in that movie, it works because it's kind of the joke is like, that's the first time we just see Hitler out of nowhere. Yeah. But in a vacuum, the camera is doing nothing to support like Hitler's like anger, how he feels. Tarantino did not do enough to support Hitler. Yeah. (laughs) It's like uh, another one I really like is like in The Aviator. Yeah. It's like Howard Hughes. He's like, it's very clear in that movie that he's like, hates being in the public eye. He hates like just like cameras watching him, people taking photos. Mm-hmm. So now he's like in a courtroom, um, like in this like trial scene at the, at the end. And like all these like cameras turn on. And as soon as they turn on, the like the, um, the camera now just like pushes in super fast to him. And it's just like adding to his like, oh my, like it's attacking him. 
the camera's like literally attacking him and he hates right. it because he feels attacked yeah and it happens early in the movie too like uh cat catherine hepburn's like like ex-husband same thing. he's like making a little home movie and he's like approaching him the same thing it's pushing towards him and he's like literally like moving back from it like he's like he's right. recoiling away this happens uh, again in Goodfellas when uh, when Karen approaches Henry for for standing her up. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah. So as a car approaches Henry, we dolly into. We're dollying it. It's not. I, a, I guess it's different from. Like it's not a POV of the car. Yeah. That's usually what happens in movies. It would be a POV. This is just like a doll, like almost like a three quarter dolly. But same thing. Once yeah. again, he's being attacked because she's after him. Yeah. No one else does this shit. It's ridiculous. Like maybe like PTA does it. Right. Um. It's a bit different though with him. I have to. That's a whole different thing. I'm not going to talk about that now. There's too much. We'll get to PTA when we talk about maybe like There Will Be Blood or Punch Drunk Love or something. I'll talk about uh, Hard Eight movies. No one has seen of his oh, his first eight. movie, Hard Eight or Sydney. It was also called Sydney. <sighs> you nerd. <laughs> what do you want? What do you want? All right. Next point. Next Last point. day camera. Okay. This is like, uh, you can talk about this one. It's pretty simple. I, I, I think you should. Th- th- this is one of your favorite sections. I think okay. like you should talk about this. Okay. So um, in this one, I really like how it's like violating almost everything you should do mm-hmm. in like uh, in a shot, which is it's literally like zooming in and zooming out mm-hmm. in the same shot. Like that's like, why would you ever do that? It's right. like, it's so random, right? But that. I just realized, is that, I didn't notice it, but. Like, is that supposed to make you feel like someone's looking at him through, like, binoculars and they're, like, zooming in and out or, like, a telescope or something? Oh, uh, maybe. Okay. If that's one, yeah, interpretation. That's, like, that definitely shows up in the scenes where there's so many, like, these wide shots that are shot on telephoto lens. Yeah. Uh, where it just looks like um, he's being, someone's watching him. And, yeah, the cops are literally watching him at yeah. that moment, right? Now the camera is, like, supporting that. So there's a bunch of those shots and then... The camera's going fucking wild. There's a lot of like dollies and zooms at the same time. Mm-hmm. And this is going to confuse him. When you say dolly zoom, people assume that shot from Jaws or Vertigo. But where it's like, yeah. You, but this is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about um, you're dollying in and zooming in in like the same direction yeah. to just enhance the dolly. Yeah. Those are up the wazoo in this section. Um, and yeah, there's parts where it's like, it's just always dollying in on him. Right. Just like because he's on Coke, he's going like just like crazy. He's, so it's all yeah. just supporting it. Yeah, it's very like subjective, like camera plus editing. <laughs> Bless you. Thanks. I might have been. Might have to edit that out. Uh, it's okay. Keep keep that in. Keep all the sneezes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a combination of subjective camera plus editing because he is he's on coke plus he's paranoid plus he's actually being followed. It's like all these things are happening. We have to like yeah. support this. There's a thing where after Goodfellas, people studio execs be like, "Yo, can you just make a movie that's like that?" Like that one section of Goodfellas that last yeah. he's like, no, he can't. It's like it's, it's too much, and you only feel the speed of that when you were moving at a different speed before. Right. Like like even though the speed we were at before was so very fast, fast, but this was even faster. Even faster. Right. Yeah. Cool. All right. Last uh, last camera points is the tracking camera shot, and we're gonna talk about not the Copacabana yeah, one. Fuck that scene. <laughs> Manisha's so, hipster uh, is coming out. Yeah, right my now. hipster, my hippie is coming out. Yeah, yeah. his his glasses just got bigger uh, <laughs> or smaller. I'm not sure what's hipster now. My glasses got four sizes bigger that day. <laughs> That's how big it is. That's how big the Grinch's uh, heart got. Four times. Yeah. Was it four? I think so. 
But yeah, we're uh, we're talking actually about the first one. The first one where we are we're first time we actually meet the gangsters uh, yeah, in the club in the uh, what's it called the bamboo bamboo lounge bamboo lounge. Um, it's not the first time we see Henry Hill as, as a gangster, but it's the first time we see him with the other gangsters. Yeah, it's um, when we meet. It's the one where literally we we meet all of them and they're all talking to us. Yeah, and it's as you said, the Copacabana tracker shot is when Karen is seduced by Henry. The bamboo tracking shot is when we're With, seduced yeah by just the gangster world they're talking to us we are feeling included into the yeah. world and they're literally saying hi to us he's like oh hey this is this guy it's exactly to me it's great hey like the music the song choice is so romantic yeah at that point it's Lighting like is red <laughs> huh yeah the light is all red like yeah. it's like some valentine's day shit right yeah um they're just saying hello to us, but like, oh hey, I'm this. They they just say, oh, what's up, guy? What's up? He's one guy's like, oh, I did that thing for you, like, yeah. Just, and it's like, you love me. So to me, this is the, um, this is the this shot illustrates the difference between Godfather and Goodfellas right here, mm-hmm. yeah. where Godfather, you're at in like arm's length. You're just like watching these people. You're never really like. I never felt like as a part of them. I was just observing them. Yeah. But Goodfellas, no. This is the part where it's like, yo. You're one of us. You're a wise guy. Come hang out with us. Yeah. It, it's probably the reason, like, I don't know. I rewatched the films more than Godfather. It's just, mm. like, more fun. It's Yeah, it's way more fun. You feel like sure. part of the crew. Yeah, and I love Godfather. It's just, it's different. So, it's, 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 yeah. way, it's just different. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I didn't realize it until uh, there was another tracking shot. Like, after the Copacabana one, we see a tracking shot in their wedding. Lateral tracking, the, yeah. Yeah, and you see all the gangsters talking, blah, blah, blah and I'm like, oh, this is this is the community. The the tracking shots are are used to make this community feel more like a community because yeah. they're all like in the same like shot now. Yeah, it happens the first time we actually meet uh, Robert DeVito. It's like the kid, like Henry, little Henry Hill, he like yeah. makes a sandwich, and he's in. We're just, and he's just taking us through the place. We're seeing like guys playing poker yeah. and just all this. It's always just like, look, it's it's always you're just walking around. In this room. Yeah. It's the most like just first person experience. It, it, yeah, it, it's so clever. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's bananas. Like a, using a tracking shot to make you feel like a part of the world is like yeah. so smart. Like to me, like what the conventional way would be what? Okay. We have some wide, then we're just like, we're just, it would just be shot normally, right? Like you wouldn't. You like meet the crew, but like separately almost. Meet the crew, like some wide shot here, cut to some singles of these people. Like, yeah. I'm sure that would have gotten the point across, but then you wouldn't feel a sense of community. No, not as much. Yeah. Sick. That's uh, that's what we got for camera. Yeah. Last point is on acting. Yeah. Um, good old acting. Don't have a lot of acting points. Just one. And it's an anecdote that you heard about Polly. Yeah. Polly. So the... Played by Paul. Paul Sorvino. Yeah. Yeah. The Paul Sorvino, father of Mia Sorvino, who Tarantino dated for a bit in the 90s. Huh. Interesting. It's when he had his uh, acting bug. He's trying to. He's trying to fuck. Fuck a lot of actors. No, no. He's actually like trying to be an actor. Oh, I see. Yeah, like hardcore. Um. What was the point here? Yeah. yeah so, he um Paul Sorvino he was cast for the role, mm-hmm. and then a couple days before he they were gonna start shooting, he wanted to quit, cause he um uh, he actually couldn't he couldn't do it. He couldn't find the character. Right. Because um, normally he's actually just a very, like, nice, sweet, like, gentle guy. Mm-hmm. So he was going to go to Scorsese and be like, yo, I can't do it. But then a couple days before, I think this is what it is, he, like, stubbed his toe or something on his bed. Yeah. Um, 
looked himself in the mirror. He was upset. He's like, oh, that's it. Because he, like, something happened. He just saw this, like, anger and, like, just this, like, almost like, like, um, like pure evil and, like, death in his eyes. He's like, that's it. That's the character right. that I'm trying to do. It's, I, I, I think, I'm not sure if it's, like, st- like stubbing your toe was what happened to him. It's, I don't think so, but. But I, if it did, I wouldn't be surprised because. When you stub your toe and you're by yourself, there's, oh, yeah. there's almost no point in like yelling. It's just like a quiet, or at least for me, I'm like, there's, I'm yelling to the void. So I, I just default to having a quiet rage. And I think that's what Polly is. Uh, Polly it is, a, it is quiet. Yeah, he doesn't. He is. A, if he gets mad, it's a quiet It's rage. all underneath the surface. Yeah. It's all in the eyes. Yeah. It's a dude who walks into a room and everyone just shuts up. Yeah. He never raised his voice. And I'm yeah. like. I could see that if you stub your toe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could see that. Okay, that's the new story. That's because he stubbed his stubbed If his we toe. ever meet Polly, I'm going to be like, stub your toe, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he'll be like, oh, do you know? It's like, oh, man, that's my acting hack. That's why I, I, I always stub my toe before every scene. <laughs> yeah. There's um Actually, this reminded me of another point that we didn't talk about in the narration. Okay. It's just part of the juxtaposition where... um, A lot of scenes in this movie, it's like the narration is done the way I think it should be done which is the narration is not just um, talking about what we're seeing on screen. Yeah. So and I think a great example is when uh, Henry Hill's explaining, oh, this is what the gangsters, this is what wise guys do. It's for people who can't go to the cops, they go to wise guys. So to me, normally, okay, what would first instinct, what image, what people would put underneath is like gangsters doing cool shit. Because you've built up the importance of these gangsters. So then I'm like, oh, you're going to show me some um, cool like you show them like kind of beating people up or yeah. something like i'm like wearing cool suits whatever some something like, yeah. dumb shit right like but no in this movie it's the exact opposite thing they're literally just at a barbecue and you're just seeing Polly eat a sandwich because he's talking about how Polly's this big powerful guy and he just looks this is the most regular looking dude yeah. and that adds once again to the hey it is like these aren't like mythical gods no like the god these are not godfather gangsters yeah they're not wearing like black tuxes all the time they're common blue collar yeah just regular regular dudes like eating like calzone <laughs> whatever yeah and it's like it's it's so good it's just funny it's so yeah and it's funny yeah. and it's funny it happens like um this is like scorsese he always does the a scene like typically would be played in a way and he always they always just play in the opposite way right uh during the graveyard scene or like when they're burying billy bats's body right sorry they're digging it up they're actually moving it right yeah that's like it's gonna be oh no something gonna get caught something it's like yeah. no they're literally playing for a comedy because <laughs> why what because if... what cut two oh, so I was hoping you'd fill in the dialogue because because funny never mind yeah Pressure's just saying shit about like oh chicken wings and my mom oh the di- you want me to say the dialogue I wanted you to do it it's okay don't do it don't do it <laughs> yeah it's basically like Henry Hill is like throwing up and puking and Tommy's like yeah we're gonna go get sausage later. <laughs> Oh, like a thing I found an arm, found a wing. It's yeah. just teasing him. It's funny. It's like, oh, these are just the bros. During this like fucked up moment. Yeah. And then even later um, during the witness protection scene, mm-hmm. it's like, it just starts off with not saying, okay, put me into witness protection. Da, da, yeah. da, da, da. It's talking about, yo, I have, I'm bronchial. Don't take me here. Come on. Uh, sounds like something Scorsese would say. Oh, I have asthma. Please don't die. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> That's right, Scorsese. <laughs> 
I love referencing that he has asthma. I think it's the funniest thing. He makes such gangster movies. It's this, this little nerd. Why can't this guy with asthma make gangster movies? He can, but it's so much better. Oh, it's like it's, it's funny. So much it's funnier better than like Clint Eastwood making a gangster movie. Like a dude who you would expect, like yeah, looks like a gangster. It's this little kid who was just like who's watching kids play outside, and he's like, I, I can't play skip ball with you. Uh, I'm gonna draw Romans, storyboard Romans. <laughs> you Catholic asthma having genius. <laughs> okay, that's all we got. That's all we got. That's all we got for this week. Yeah. Uh, you want to play us out? Me? Or not play us out. Uh, I don't know. You're, if you're in blank. Yeah, if you're in... I can't do that joke because I did it last time. The same one. Gotta, gotta pick the place. All right. If you're in um, Queens and you're... Uh, and you have asthma. And you have asthma. <laughs> and you have asthma and you got some uh, cannolis for dinner. Yeah. We love you. Thanks for listening. God bless America. Yeah, God bless America. Yeah, hashtag America. Dope, dope. The best borough in the world. <laughs> Big fan of Queens. Big fan of Queens. All right. All right. See you later next week when we uh, got some new movie. I don't know what movie. Something. But it's going to be in contrast to this movie. Ooh, nice, nice. Learning lessons up the wazoo. All right. Late, late, late. Bye. Good fella, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Good fella, 